Hey, this is AV from Abduction, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast, and I'm very excited to have AV from Abduction today, and we're going to be talking about their new album, Black Blood, which comes out on Candlelight, and it comes out October 21st, and AV, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, man. I really appreciate this. Um, So we'll jump right into this new album uh, let's see here. What can you tell us about the first track? Uh, uh, see, uh, if I can see this, Kernos Crown. That's Kernos Crown. Yeah. Um, well, um, I think the uh, the first place to start is really with the uh, the inspiration for the the whole album. Please, please. Underpins, it underpins, like you know, a lot of the tracks. So, um, I mean, they. Uh, always had like a, a bit of an obsession with ancient cultures and uh, forgotten knowledge and things like that so uh, this is um, Black Blood is a sort of a I've been calling it like an affirmation of my um, obsession with, with that stuff so uh, so Kernos Crown it relates to um, the the, um, the the whole album is loosely based around the uh, the Greek Eleusinian mysteries, which uh, not many people know about. But it's like this bunch of death rituals, which was sort of almost like a national service in ancient Greece okay. um, that everybody, everybody had to go and do. Um, but were kept sort of top secret for around three thousand years. So when I found that out a couple of years ago, you know, through some through some podcasts and some digging, I was like immediately like, oh my god, this is this is what I've been searching for. This is fascinating. Nice. Uh, and that's been uh, that's been sort of my current obsession for the last couple of years. So Colonel's Crown is um, sort of I mean it's the first track on the album, so it needs to be a, a hard hitter, a, 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 a strong start. So, um, but the Colonel's is referring to uh, the Colonel's is basically like the. Um, it's like a clay drinking vessel, which is shaped like a giant donut with. It's either a vase or a donut shape with um, with lots of little, um, almost like little shark glasses made of clay around the top, and okay. it's like a communal communal drinking vessel for drinking this uh, this like spiked wine with hallucinogens that they used to use in these rituals. So uh, it's a pretty important bit of um, uh, like an artifact. Um, so really, it just sets the tone for um, for, for sort of accepting this. Uh, this ritual, this this uh, the, the purpose of the ritual is to sort of to face death and no longer be afraid. Um, that was the idea behind it. So uh, it's really um, sort of the first thing to do with that. So uh, using the the kernos as a crown is just like a metaphor, you know. So uh, uh, raising the 
<laughs> I don't know. Raising the um, the vessel as a crown is, is yeah, like a gateway sort of metaphor. Yeah, so that's where that, that title comes from. But yeah, it needed to be a strong start. I wanted to uh, try a few new things. So that track's got like, you know, it's got a different, few different vocal styles I haven't really done much of before on previous albums and stuff. So it had to be the first track, really. That was the, that was the plan. Oh, it's great. It's a great yeah, way to kick the album off. It's a pretty, pretty cool video. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. Got to check that out. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And I love that it's uh, I love that it's the first track. It just kicks the, the record off great. And let's see, uh, track two, uh, Dismantling the Corpse of Demeter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, the Again, it's the Greek thing. So the, if you know anything about ancient Greek gods and history... I, mean, I do not. I would love to hear about it, though, if you don't mind telling us. <laughs> In, in England, it's most of it. The basics of it is taught in schools, so I think a lot of a lot of English people will have a, a little, a, at least a cursory knowledge of this stuff. But um, uh, there's a story of Hades um, kidnapping Demeter and dragging her, uh, or Demeter, and um, dragging her to the underworld. And there's this story about an exchange of um, uh, to, to get to get her back to the, the living world there was like an exchange of uh, a, a trick basically um that, that explains the, the the greek way of explaining the seasons why, why half the year is cold and half the year is warm and it, there's all sorts of meanings behind that and metaphors behind that but uh yeah it's just a, again it's a metaphor for uh, uh out with the old and in with the new i suppose um yeah i'm very much about the like the kind of the balance in the universe um, under, underpins a lot of the writing I do. So the the idea of chaos and order, and uh, and uh, you know the fine line between that. Um, so that yeah, that's where I'm kind of going with that song. Um, it's a different kind of track musically. That's it's probably one of the most different tracks I've, I've done. It's a little bit more death metal influence, but it has a I think it has a creeping sort of atmosphere. Um, which is a new sort of a new area for me, really. Um, it's great. A That's a great track. Back in the day, but this is this album is definitely the um, the most sort of varied in terms of pace and atmosphere and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. Um, that track's really sonic to listen to. I was listening to it on headphones. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's always throughout the album there's different bits of you know different layers going on. Um, and I think it's just I want to do something a little bit more than just guitar, bass, and drums and vocals, and uh, I want to elevate it. You know, I want to make it sound like a like you're in a place somewhere. Um, and each track's a different place, I suppose. Uh, yeah. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah that's that that right. track's killer, man. That's a burner. Uh, let's see, uh, track three, uh, Plutonian Gate. Yeah, this is uh, this is like the longest track on the album. So uh, the um, it has uh, the most different sort of movements, if you like. I'm not a, I'm not really like a progressive artist, so like a prog artist, you know. Right. Um, but uh, but this is this is certainly the most progressive track. Some clean singing on there as well. Some sort of choral type clean singing type thing going on. Um, this one is um, lyrically, what is it? Um, 
I don't have the lyrics in front of me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's like the, it's like the, the climax of the first half of the album. You know, I mean, it's written definitely written in sort of two sides and a you know for a vinyl for a. It's amazing. But um, and this is definitely the climax of side side A, and it's got the this this a long slow build up in the middle. Um, I really uh, on the previous album we did a track called Convulsing at Barbeck and okay. it has like a I think the the whole second half of Plutonian Gate is sort of a, like me trying to recapture that moment from the previous album because it's just it seems to be like a crowd favourite but it just it gives me that, that song on, on the previous album so playing it live just is almost like a transformative experience man people it gives me shivers down my spine um, I don't say stuff like that lightly and I know I'm talking about my own music so it might come across a little bit you know self no not at all <laughs> a bit self important but uh, but like there's, there's moments in that track where we've played it in the last couple of years that just it builds and builds and builds and then releases and it's fucking just beautiful um, and then you, you look out and you see people just in unison either nodding their head along or just having a good time and it, it just uh, has a has a, a really bold impact on other people so um, I certainly tried to visit that place again with this with this track so the second half of Plutonian Gate is uh, is, is basically that uh, and that is literally like Are you still there? And being cast away into the void and dissolving into nothingness. That's that's what that represents. Um, do you, do you so, mind going over that last part again? I lost you there for like a few seconds. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's, it's like it, it, in relation to the, the Greek rituals that underpin the album, it's like the the part where so, so they would they would take this they would imbibe this wine and, uh, and and have psychedelic experiences and face death and no longer be afraid that's the idea um, and so uh, and if you've ever done DMT or anything psychedelic you know that there's all these stories about meeting fairies or beings or you know reptiles there are all sorts of different accounts Plutonian Gate the second half that that peak of the song is basically like meeting those and dissolving into the void <laughs> that's the that's nice. the impression i'm trying to create so these are big ideas i suppose but you know it's just why not go big you know that, that track's epic man i, I really like i love long songs so <laughs> probably not explained it very clearly but uh no you did it's, no it's very cool i totally get you i think it's very very interesting <laughs> Uh, let's see here, and we'll start with the second half of the album. Let's see, track four. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Lightless at the Grand Conjunction. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, there's uh, um, there was a meteorological phenomenon in the UK in the sky a couple of years ago that was um, called the Grand Conjunction. And I can't, for the life of me, at this moment remember exactly what it was but it was it wasn't an eclipse it was when you could see it was supposed to be when you could see um fucking oh, i can't remember which planets now it was either like pluto jupiter and the moon or something all at once i'll have to i'll have to take a rain check on that 
So it's supposed to be this amazing phenomenon that happens once every two and a half thousand years or something. Right. Um, and we we were all excited for it. It was during lockdown. Everyone was like, great, we're going to look at the sky. We're going to see this amazing thing. And the sky was just shit. <laughs> you couldn't see anything. So that's where that title comes from, because that's, that's just a metaphor for the last couple of years. You know, you've got these big hopes and dreams and... Uh, uh, and ultimately, it's fucking miserable. <laughs> so uh, that, that's where that song comes from. Um, lyrically, I can't remember the lyrics right now. <laughs> I think it's just me being in that place of uh, wanting wanting to look at the stars and, and be part of something bigger, but then ultimately having clouds in the way. <laughs> it's just sure, being sure. like a gigantic disappointment um, that will never happen again you know you'll never be able to see that again in our lifetime so yeah that was a representation of that and it is quite a miserable song you know it's probably closer to like DSVM I suppose I, although I hate these I hate these little sub-genres of black metal because you can get too too locked in a corner with those of but, course um, yeah yeah but it's a depressive song for sure yeah yeah yeah, it's fucking miserable. Again, I mean the, the the record is great. Let's see, I love it. Let's see, uh, track five, uh, cycle a cycle death. Yeah, a cyclasibic death. Oh, I yeah. said that totally wrong. I'm sorry. And I've taken a little bit of um, a little bit of poetic justice with that word because that's not technically a word. Um, it's a play on the word cyclasibin, which is uh, the. Um, uh, the active ingredient in mushrooms. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so again, it relates to the, the, the rituals um, of uh, the, the Greek Eleusinian mysteries. So, um, yeah, and it's uh, so, I mean, we, we, you know, we have this, we have reports of human beings having DMT released in the brain and when they die and, uh, you know, all these psychedelic experiences of other worlds and other dimensions and things like that. Um, and it's uh, really just the the death part of that. <laughs> That's what it's about. Um, and the song kind of flashes between ancient cultures and there's references to hieroglyphs and all sorts of things. I really like this idea of the how a symbol can be eternal, you know, uh, just a symbol for a, a hieroglyph or a, um, an ancient symbol for fire. You know, we, can, we still know what that is today, thousands of years after. Right. Um, and just a, the kind of eternity of, of symbols that, and cycles of time. <laughs> Again, big ideas, man. <laughs> no. Bigger than, my, uh, bigger than my own understanding most of the time. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Uh, and let's see, uh, track six, in yeah, exhalation of the supreme being. Yeah, in exaltation of the supreme being. Yeah, so um, it's uh, revisiting uh, the uh, the miserable side of things. I think um, just the repeating of the word dismal, um, or it's uh, again a play on the word deismal, which is. Latin, so day day is mal, um, means day of death. Oh, okay. Um, but it's where the word dismal comes from. It's a yeah. Oh. So it's a, uh, it's a shortening of the word, of the term day is mal. So uh, there's yeah. So I sort of play around with that word a little bit in the song, um, and yeah, to exalt 
the supreme being, I suppose, to, to, to put in a higher place oneself. That's the idea. So supreme being, of course, is you and me. We're all supreme beings. Um, and it's to, to, put, to put yourself in a higher place, in a place of misery, I suppose. That's the message, I think. There's a friend of mine uh, from a really cool black metal band called The Sun's Journey Through the Night. Uh, did the vocals on the last passage of that. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so there's a guest vocal. There's a guest vocal on Asylum Civic Death as well, which is the guy from Revenant Marquee. Okay. A, a British, um, like, really fucking raw black metal band. It just sounds like ghost noises. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're both, um, I'm proud to say they're both um, acquaintances, friends of mine. Um, and I love I love the stuff they do, even though it's a little bit more rawer than the, the stuff I'm putting out at the moment. Uh, but I really wanted their voices on them tracks, just an extra dimension, an extra layer. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the album. I mean, that's that's a very dramatic piece of music. That last track. Um, I really like that track. It's last, yeah, last section just goes on for ages and ages. We we're going to try and do a video for that track, but it's just not really happened. Really, we did the video for the other two tracks instead for um, Asylum Civic Death and Colonel's Crown. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a new album. So the um, yeah, the Black Blood just underpins it all. It's 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 kind of an affirmation of everything I have that is involved with this dark and miserable music um, and it ties in with the, the, the Greek ritual stuff um, so it's yeah I've also tried to I've tried to um, continue the uh, uh, the alliteration in the album titles <laughs> so the first album is called To Further Dreams of Failure that's a repeated repetition of the F right and the second album is called A Crown of Curses that's the C um then all pain is penance, and then this is obviously black blood. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to keep some some reoccurring themes and idea of eras and things going on. Um, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. Very very cool. Can you talk about the writing process for uh, Black Blood? Yeah, I mean, um, the this album was. Rec- was recorded in June last year. Okay. So it's, it's I've been sitting on it for quite a while because I wanted the um, I wanted the right the right label to put it out, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have been approached by Candlelight in the meantime, um, which is incredible. You know, sure. I can't believe I'm talking in the same conversation as Emperor and you know, yeah, <laughs> stuff right. like that, Winter Phyllis and all these big bands. Um, so that's incredible. But yeah, so I had it written early last year um, and the, the writing process is I, I, I do it all at home by myself nice production is pretty much you know pretty much just me and it's all me in terms of writing and ideas um, the live band is is some very close friends of mine and they, they help me to perform those songs live uh, but the, all the writing and all the everything else is, is just me really um, so uh, very much a, a solitary writer um, but yeah they're, uh, they're, they're all done as uh, they're done over a few months um, a lot of songs went through Colonel's Crown has been through about I don't know 14 or 15 rewrites oh, something like that it doesn't sound 
it doesn't sound anything like what it started sounding off like. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I just sort of let things happen and uh, an idea will come to me on the guitar or something and and I'll build it on a on a computer but I'll, in a very rough way. I'll just build it from there, really. And when you've got something that resembles a song, you kind of go leave it a couple of days and go, is that good? Um, does that go where I want it to go? And then you reapproach it, you know, if you need to. Uh, Kill Ground in particular I did have a lot of rewrites but a lot of the other songs are just not improvised but like the ideas are completely improvised you know the ideas that make up the songs are completely improvised they just come from nowhere you know they come from right. the ether um, and you just start repeating things and tidying things up a little bit and before you know it you've got oh, fucking hell that's, that's a good idea for a song so then you just tidy it up um, so yeah that's that's how I do things. Um, now, what about? Very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, man, it's it's brilliant. It's really good. Do you, <laughs> Thanks, now, as man. far as the mixing and production, is that all you as well, Hav? Um, not uh, not on the last two albums. Not on this album and the previous album. No, I've been uh, a studio near uh, near where I am in uh, Nottingham in the UK. Uh, there's a friend of mine who runs a studio there, so I recorded with him. That's, that's called Stock on a Name Studios, because um, he couldn't think of a name. <laughs> ah. um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's done a fantastic job with the previous album. So I obviously approach him again for this one. But there's, I mean, this, if you look through my discography, there's a lot of stuff. Um, everything else is recorded by me or recorded at home, or you know, rehearsal stuff that I've tidied up um so yeah it's, it's basically normally all me apart from the last two albums <laughs> now the last uh, yeah. oh i'm sorry the, the last one no, on. and then this one do you have the final say on the mix oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's um i have the final say on everything really um it's uh yeah i mean i, I trust him anyway you know i trust the guy sure, of course it. of course Production-wise, that's they're all my decisions, you know. But um, I, I, yeah, I trust him. And um, sorry, I should mention as well. The, the it's mastered by um, a guy from uh, Lithuania called uh, Dovidas Oglis, uh, who is in a band called Luctus, a really really good black metal band called Luctus. Nice. Um, he, uh, I sort of met him through the la- previous label, and uh, he mastered the, uh, the the current record. Yeah, he's done a fucking amazing job. Oh, it's that, great. Really brought that thing to life, man. It's a dark art mastering is. It's not something I ever really know what I'm doing with, but uh, he's uh, he's the man for the job. If anybody needs any black metal mastering to a to a shiny high standard that is still terrifying, he is the man for the job. Um, but yeah, that's it. Now for that, did did he come in to to London to do that with or, or there in where you live? Did he come in to do that there, or did did he just do it? No, no, he's, yeah, this is done over the internet. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I mean, he's yeah, file sharing and stuff. Um, he's uh, yeah, I mean, he you know he just finished uh, a mastering job on it when uh, where, you know in Lithuania, of course, he's right next to Russia and not far from Ukraine. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he finished. Uh, he sent me a final master of that in like around February time, and we were, you know, we were, I was like, Jesus, if you got time for this, don't you need to be, <laughs> right. you need to be t- taking care of your family or like, you know, making sure you're not in national service or anything. But um, 
Uh, yeah, no, he's fine. He's okay. He's uh, he's not as close as you would imagine to a, to the conflict. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, and I wanted yeah. to say this, man. The cover art for this album is fucking fantastic. Tell me about that. I love it. It's just. Um, it's uh, yeah. It's an artist called uh, Philippe Froda. Um, both F's. Philippe Froda. Um, he's on Instagram, and he's just someone I followed on Instagram. Um, for a couple of years and he does these really weird looking photos uh, well paintings um that are most of the time there's like a there's a double image or a triple image and you know they're just they're, they look like classical paintings but sort of gone wrong <laughs> and uh as that particular one just uh, just stuck out so uh it wasn't made for me it was something i've asked him very kindly if i can use and uh you know we've had a chat about how to get how to get that to happen um and he's very kindly let me use it so uh yeah he's uh, he's the man philippe froda very very cool <coughs> i mean it just represents um everything along the record really you've got this idea of a, a priest you've got the idea of like kind of trippy psychedelics and it's also also he's a you know he's a skeleton he looks he <laughs> looks kind of evil so um oh yeah it, it just ticks lots of lots of boxes and sometimes you just find an image that you're like ah that's the one you know um yeah that was the one it's really, really cool, man. I really like the cover art. It goes along with just all the great songs. And uh, as far as uh, do y'all have any like live gigs planned for like the end of this year or next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, we've got a pretty steady stream of UK shows. Um, we're really fortunate now. I mean, we've, we've, we're playing, you know, with some some great big bands in in Europe uh, from from Europe. Um, We've got some really cool stuff to announce for next year as well, but I can't do that yet. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we, it's the life. We just headlined this weekend. We just headlined this festival um, in Cumbria, in England, which is in the up, up in the north of England, in the in the woods. Okay. Like it's a black metal festival in the woods. It's fucking great. Um, we just headlined the Friday of that. Oh last, wow! It's really days ago so that's great because i started that project i started this project giving out tapes at our festival demo tapes um a few years ago and i've re you know played solo there as abduction back in the early days a few years ago um and then we played uh, a couple of years just before the pandemic we played there at mid billing and then we returned a couple of days ago to headline so <laughs> the, uh, the story arc the character arc is complete for that festival which is fucking phenomenal it's amazing to believe that really we've come so far <laughs> it's amazing it's really but, uh, really cool yeah we'll see uh, we'll see what the next journey is man but uh, hopefully Black Blood will take us there <laughs> absolutely are you already working on stuff for the next album uh, not yet no I've had a, 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 I normally work really quick so I was expecting myself to have had something written by now but I've had a few things in my life like moving house and things like that just to sort of um, uh, just you know just bumps in the road a little bit so uh, I'm not ready to do that yet but I will be very soon yeah. well hey man this this record is killer um, kids listening go buy Black Blood from Abduction on Candlelight Records. It comes out October 21st. It's fucking great. It's fantastic. AV, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate your time. Hey, no problem, man. It's been great to chat. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it.
orgasm. 